Welcome back to episode eight, right? Yeah. Lucky number eight of versatility. Yes. Uh, how's everyone doing? <laughs> how yeah, are you doing? Tell us, how, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I said lucky number eight because eight is my lucky number. Okay. It was my grandpa's lucky number, and so I kind of adopted it as my own. Right. Yeah, my lucky number is 11, so when that happens... We're going to celebrate. We'll celebrate. Good. Few shots in. Uh, but yeah, I've been pretty good. We... This past weekend, the roommates and I just kind of partied our booties off, probably a little too much. And well, I'm if I sound a little tired, it's because we had a long day on the ranch today. My horse really <laughs> took it out of me. We're back on the horse again. Yeah. The horse never stops. How are you? I'm good. I, I did not have as an eventful weekend as you did. I just like chilled, hung out with some friends, some other people. Uh, it was a good time. Just good. Yeah. But I'm excited. I. I have been doing yoga recently every morning and mm-hmm. that's been like something to look forward to and I've been on this book grind I'm on book number four in the past few I guess it's been like two months so four books in two months isn't like the most hype thing ever but no it is I'll take it you're still in the same book and it's been like eight months okay chill I was not even going to get into that <laughs> I did read a solid 10 pages yesterday so right I yeah I don't know book Books have been, like, a huge thing right now, for me at least. I've been kind of, like, loving the whole, like, wake up, yoga, workout, smoothie, and then just go lay on my front lawn for a few hours and just read. I sound like such a nerd. No, it's not nerdy. Oh, your life sounds so hard. Right. I mean, I have nothing to do, and I don't want to just waste these next few months just being, like, doing nothing. No, that's very <laughs> true. I was joking. It sounds awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh-huh. Anyways, uh, we want to start off this episode with... Dante, take it away. Ooh, a, f- a fun little topic. A few weeks ago, one of our friends slash fans listeners, actually, yeah, because we didn't know him, but uh, he DM'd us on Instagram, like the versatility account, and he was asking us for advice on him going to hook up with a guy or just meet up with a guy for the first time. He didn't specify if it was like romantic yeah. or not. He was like, I'm going to meet up with this guy for the first time any tips you guys could give me. And he made it sound like it was his very first time ever meeting up with a guy, which mm-hmm. was really exciting. So we messaged him back and gave him like our best advice that we could think of right. on the spot. But we wanted to talk about that for a few minutes. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, I remember my first time. Like, it was yesterday. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was, what, freshman year of college. Uh, I don't know if I ever talked about it. It's kind of like fun and different. Like for a first like gay experience... It was in the athlete locker room in the showers. <laughs> That's pretty hot. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, I had no idea what I was doing, as I guess anybody does. But I met the kid off Grinder. Um, he was my age, and I don't know, after like that whole experience, like we were still somewhat friends. But yeah, I mean, the whole like, I don't know, Grinder is just obviously gross. We all know that, but it was kind of fun. It was just like different. Um, what else? <laughs> I don't know. What about you? Um, my first time was like later than yours. Mine was like, I think it was like right before senior year started. It was like, yeah. Of college. Uh, oh, yeah. Of college. Of college. <laughs> of college. Um, not that I'm judging if anyone has like high school experiences. Honestly, jealous. Like, right. dang, imagine being like out or, you know, doing that. Yeah, no. I give the most kudos to people who are already out, like, I mean, who are themselves, like, earlier in life. I mean, there's no rush to do anything, yeah, yeah. obviously, but, like, 
I don't know. Sometimes I catch myself in like a loop of like, oh, what if you were out in high school? Like, what would have happened? Like, mm-hmm. how different? But yeah, so, uh, shocker, I met the kid on Grinder as well. No. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, and we messaged like throughout the evening, night, and then he ended up coming over and it was just like really fun. Yeah. And yeah. I guess like, I mean, the kid, the guy who DM'd us on Instagram was like asking like kind of, a, not advice, like obviously like, not tips and tricks, but essentially like how to be safe and like kind of like, read the room. And like we essentially just told him to like be careful. Like you always have to like verify who these people are. Like catfishes are out there and like they're scary. Yeah. Like on, especially on Grindr, I'd say more than like the other apps, but I don't know. I remember being really anxious the first time like this was happening because or the first time yeah that i was going to meet up with this guy because i had had grinder for like years and i had messaged guys and sent pictures and stuff yada 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 sexted and whatnot just kind of for fun knowing that nothing was ever going to happen or come of it but then like and when you like know oh shit like yeah he's like texting me he's on his way like even now like it's less oh. of like a nerve-wracking thing but more of just like a before like the big game you know it's like yeah. hoo, hoo, hoo. no i i still to this day if i haven't met the, actually for most of my like the people i like, hang out with i like always get nervous even if i met them before i like i get really cold when i'm nervous so i'll like be like shivering and uh like the, the times i do like go like whatever around town i like i'm like walking to these people's houses or whatnot <laughs> i'm like already freezing i have like a sweatshirt on like shorts or whatnot and uh yeah i don't know just like I'm always nervous, so it's like fine to be nervous. It's okay to like, but you, I mean, don't do anything that you don't want to do. Like if you're like JK, I don't want to come. Like that's totally your prerogative, and like you're right. Yeah, or I don't know. You sometimes you go into it with the plan, and like the plan can change at any moment. Like if you get there and you're uncomfortable, whether you have a ride or whether you need to text a friend or a roommate, like do not feel pressured into spending the night or Never. staying any longer than you want to. Yeah, have your boundaries before you go into it. I think it's super important. If like you have. I mean, there's no agenda to like go in like, I want this done. Like, it's not like a grocery list. Like, I'm going to get a blowjob today. Like, no. Check. <laughs> but essentially, like, just have your boundaries and like know where you want to be and like if, just be clear about like everything. Like, yeah. I feel like both people in the party, like whatever you're doing, are more than willing to talk about it. Like, I don't know. I don't. I've, and if they're not, then like. You, know, you got your answer. Like, that's a red flag. Yeah. yeah. I like what we said, not having a checklist going in because that's a little strange vibes, but like right, you kidding. do you. But no, like I've totally had hookups or just like experiences and like my roommates and friends as well. Like we go into them knowing, okay, I don't want sex tonight or like I just kind of want to, you know, genuinely hang out with them for two hours yeah. and then leave. Completely. I've, yeah, I've gone on dates where literally nothing has happened after and that those are sometimes the best where you like actually get to know the person. Like, gay like culture is always about like you need to do something or it wasn't like an a plus event you know mm-hmm. like you don't always need to have like something happening yeah like, there doesn't have to be sexual like things going on but i've had some few a few times where like i'm in the moment i'm like oh like i actually am not feeling it anymore and i just feel bad to be like sorry like, i'm over it or like i'm not into you so like i've had some estate plans ready like planned like i've had like I've texted, like, our friend Alyssa and being like, hey, like, I just need you to call me right now and tell, like, just say that your car broke. Something, like, you can think of something. People are creative out mm-hmm. there. Don't be too sus and, like, make the lie too extravagant where the guy maybe, like, is sus about so it. So you hate me. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. But, and sometimes you don't even need to, like, have this, like, plan, like, where you, like, come up with this little story. Like, if that's what you need to do to feel less awkward or whatnot, do it. But just sometimes be like, I am going to go home. 
like, I don't know, I'm tired, or like... Oh, yeah, I always pull the, like, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good card to pull. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so to recap, I guess, a little bit... Yeah, for this guy, I think we just completely told him, be like, yeah, just be yourself, be normal, like, there's no reason to act a different way, like, just set your boundaries, set, like, what essentially, like, you want to do, like, kind of be clear, like, it's it's okay to be honest. Mm-hmm. Don't get freaked out, like, the nerves are normal, and, like, I don't know, we both used to swim, like, before any big race, no matter if it was, like, our, you know, 100th or 500th meet or whatever, we still got nervous, Always. so... You take those and use them to like kind of fuel you up and just know that that's like what tells you that it's like an important thing to you. So, and in the end, like this sounds probably a little irresponsible, but meeting up with people is like meant to be fun and meant to like help you grow and mature. So just take it as that. Yeah. I read a quote one time where it was like every experience will either be a blessing or a lesson. I think that's the saying. I don't know. Don't quote me. I'm like so bad at quotes. Like I just like remember the whole like general, like the whole idea, but it's essentially like, Every hookup is going to have, like, a lesson learned, you know? Like, either you liked what you did or you didn't. So, like, take it as, like, a, a pro or a con, what you're into, what you're not into. Yeah, whatnot. it teaches you something about yourself and, like, about oh. what you're into. Like, I'm literally repeating you, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, let's roll the intro because we literally always forget to do it. And let's get this meat of the podcast going. Bada bing. Bada boom. The overriding thing we wanted to talk about in the remainder of this episode is toxic things. Right. Toxic boys. Toxic masculinity. Like relationships, tendencies, you know, we get the gist. Mm-hmm. We'll talk, talk about it all. We'll touch on them. Toxic by Britney Spears. Oh, we love that one. Yeah. That might be one of my favorite Britney Spears songs. It's a it's a highlight. That or Work Bitch. Oof, Work Bitch. Do you want a Bugatti? You want a Maserati? You better work. Uh-huh. Bitch. <laughs> Uh, I remember playing that in the car and just being like, I am so gay. (laughs) (laughs) Any Britney song that came on that I like knew every word to, I mean, when I was like 10, I didn't really connect the dots, but now I'm like, wait a damn minute. Wait a damn minute. Anyways, toxic boys. What are some toxic boy traits? Also, we're not limiting it to toxic boys. Like there's toxic girls out there, but like toxic boys are what we, Mm -hmm. we are not toxic boys, I feel like. I would like to think we are not, but also would we admit it if we were? Um, I don't know I, if I would admit it, but I'm sure like the guys we've talked to in the past or like our ex-boyfriends have would probably be like, fuck Daniel or fuck Dante. Like, yeah. They're so toxic. <laughs> also, we're not completely blind. Like, I feel like if we do something that's pretty fucked up, we're not afraid to say like, you know what? That was not the coolest thing I ever did. Yeah. So. Oof, I'm about to expose myself. I've done some toxic things. I, will be, I will be honest about that. Um, but yeah, I guess like some toxic traits are just like being manipulative um just like leading people on like gaslighting what else just mind games in general or like being i mean this is more when you're like actually dating someone or something when when they're negative and they'll like pick out your flaws and things like that yeah i yeah i guess i can start off with like where i've been toxic in my past relationship is just like i just like not knowing isn't really toxic but like i don't know i i for i wasn't out and i when I was dating my ex and I was always just like, he was such a great person to like have and like get advice from. So that maybe I was kind of using him at that point, but I also did like the kid. So there wasn't like, I was like just holding on to him cause I was scared. Yeah. Or doing it just to like purposely mess with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I was toxic at times where I just wasn't like brutally honest and like it's 
expressing my feelings. Just like just communicating is like the most important thing in any relationship. But I don't know. I did some things that were like questionable for sure. Um, but there was also things that he did as well. You know, like he, I, I don't know. I don't want to like expose him, but like there was just traits where like he would also pick me apart or he would like judge me for certain things. Like we're not in any place to judge anybody else. Like we're all doing our own damn things. We're all just pieces of meat floating in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess like judgment is just like the worst thing to do. I don't know. Like, I would get mad that he would smoke weed all the time, but then he would get mad at me for drinking all the time. When I, and then when I say all the time, it's just, like, the weekends or whatnot. But like Five, six times a week, like... Whatever. Like, when you check off that survey, uh, when colleges ask you, like, how many times do you drink? And you're always, like, just, like, two to three, like, mm-hmm. a month. I actually heard that, like, doctors, when they check your survey in the office, if you say, like, five drinks a week, they multiply whatever you say by three. Like, they do that automatically because they know you're lying. <laughs> they know you're a capper. Good, good thing. Yeah. Um, what about you? What are some toxic boy things? I would say toxic about me, nothing, because I'm perfect. Right, yeah, but totally. then about, like, other guys? No, I'm kidding. I, like, okay, I've never been in a relationship, like, a, a legit one, so I can't really, like, speak on that. But I would say, like, when I'm messaging guys on apps or whatnot, oh, yeah. I might, like, lead them on. If I know it's not going anywhere, I'll still probably, like, just for fun. This is, like... On occasion, this isn't like a every three hours kind of deal, but I'll like have these conversations with them and then just like either never respond again or like delete it or whatever. That's not so bad. No, I think that everyone just like always is like they're in it for the game, like the chase. Everyone loves a chase, and when they actually catch it, it's always like, ugh. Yeah. Or like it's kind of related, but if someone like reaches out and they're like, you look so good in your pictures or like, hey, what's up, cutie? Like never responding. Like it's not my duty to respond to every single person. I don't think that's, I, yeah, I guess that could be like toxic and like annoying to the other person, but. Yeah. I think you're fine. Yeah. Don't thanks. beat yourself up. Thanks, thanks. No, but that's why I like run through it in my head is like, uh, am I an asshole or is this like a normal excusable thing? And I think it is a normal excusable thing because it's not your duty, whether you're not comfortable or whether you're like being flooded with messages, it's not your place to have to respond to every single one so don't beat yourself up totally 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 i guess our next like toxic little thing is masculinity that's like huge for us especially uh-huh. we're always like kind of faced with that struggle of like do we like how true are we to ourselves because like growing up like we were told to be these whole like masculine kids and like we had to play football and we had to do did you know, play did you play football i didn't oh okay. i never did i only i only swam my entire life Really? Like, yeah. Oh, wow. I used to play basketball. And like, tennis. Oh, I did play tennis. I'm, see, now I'm a capper. <laughs> I, no, I played tennis and I played, um, what's it called? What did I just say? Basketball? Right. I also did gymnastics and ice skating. Homo. <laughs> so those are gay. No, they're not, they are not gay. That's toxic right there. Like a that, is, that is toxic Boom. masculinity. See, I, just taught, I just taught myself. No, it's like, it's very true. I played you know, straight sports, baseball, basketball, soccer, growing up, water polo even. But, you know, I I ask myself a lot and I think my parents have even asked me, like, is there a reason you stuck with swimming? Like, do you think it had anything to do with you being gay? There's this perception of, you know, men's volleyball and diving and swimming and gymnastics as being like gay sports. Right. And I think that is like a result of toxic masculinity and toxic straight culture. Like, oh, they're not contact sports. You wear revealing outfits. Right. They're gay. Yeah. Like. I've had that. My parents asked me that too. Like, do you think that you seeing guys in Speedos every day led you, you led you to be gay? And I was like, 
like no that was a pro mm-hmm. like, i was like <laughs> that just helped me <laughs> i was like cherry on top like right yeah but I, I i completely agree in the fact that like there is no such thing as a girl or guy sport like just the whole idea of like like not letting people especially like younger kids like do what they want to do is yeah. just completely wrong it might not be necessarily toxic masculinity but it is toxic culture where we try and control younger children and their bodies like you have to be a straight man or a straight woman right in terms of yeah like what you mentioned i saw a post today that the state of florida banned all trans kids from playing high school sports it's like, wh- like why why do people care so much about yeah. like, what others do like yeah. live your life like it's they're like what they're arguing is like they're taking spots away from the people who want to play like i highly doubt that like i yeah. really don't think that like that's happening like i like there's so many spots on open like i don't know i'm like just like referring back to like when i was in high school like i remember there was b spots and swimming all the time for like anybody to join it wasn't like there was only 10 spots in the lane and like your kid is your kid is better than the other like that's not what's going on yeah but also i don't know about you but i had maybe like two or three openly trans kids at my high school while i was there so like you're making this drastic decision and passing national legislature just based off of like what two or three kids might be doing. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm sure those two or three kids weren't even like athletes or like not right. all of them are like, like we said, thousands of people die every year because of like school shootings or police brutality and whatnot. But here we are passing laws based on two or three kids at a high school. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. There's other things that like really matter. Not saying that trans rights don't matter. Like, those, like, pro, like, trans, like, pro, like, letting kids do what they want to do is important. Yes. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that the laws being passed against them is what's stupid. Mm-hmm. And people's fixation on controlling their rights right. is stupid and pointless. Getting back on track, toxic masculinity. You mentioned something about how there's no gay or straight sports, and I really liked that. And I was thinking, like, there are also... There's no gay or straight clothing or colors like yeah nothing is supposed to be like identified as one like sexual orientation yeah how does a color represent a sexuality in the terms of like when i was little i remember for a large period of time my favorite colors were pink and purple pink and purple you want to name your little sister pink yeah. and purple. and i remember even like when i was young young being self-conscious about it because i knew i was like the only boy i knew with pink and purple as my favorite colors or at least that we're allowed to say mm-hmm. that they were my parents were great about that right but we were so like growing up like things like how to be like i don't know you were scared to talk about your feelings and you weren't ever allowed to it's completely express yourself you know like i remember there were times where i would want to do more quote-unquote feminine things and i remember i would try to hide those or like there would be like shows that i would want to watch that like I, they were i guess more orientated towards women or girls and i'd be like more inclined to watch yeah i used to watch like project runway when my parents weren't home yeah and like freak out when i saw their car pulling in and change yeah. the tv what other shows would i watch i would watch like real housewives of like whatever beverly Classic. Hills, orange county desperate housewives i'm like really obsessed with housewives <laughs> <laughs> uh i would watch rupaul what else did i watch growing up you watched RuPaul growing up? That's no, so sorry. cool. No, sorry. No, I didn't. I, that, that happened like throughout high school. Like, uh-huh. I remember watching a few seasons here and there. Uh, I guess I would watch like Hannah Montana and like iCarly. Oh, yes. Those were big shows. But I also did like Zack and Cody and That's So Raven. Gosh, wow. Throwback. I remember are... I knew every word to every song on the Hannah Montana movie. Really? And that's, I think, what I knew. <laughs> Jeez Louise. 
but yeah toxic masculinity is like it's always around like even when people say like that's so gay like that's somewhat um it that is toxic masculinity in the sense that what makes things so gay you know like nothing makes anything yeah oh uh, i'm triggered because um in this past weekend me and my roommates were at a bar and it was a little like i've was not eavesdropping, but I had heard someone in the group next to our group talking, and he was looking to his friend, and he said, like, I'm about to curse, fair warning. He said, take this shot with me or else you're a fucking faggot. Not at me, at this other guy. And I glared at him, and this is a guy that, like, I know of at school. Like, we're not friends, but, like, we've definitely met before. And he, like, looks back at me, and he goes, oh, I didn't mean it. And I just, like, turned my back and, like, went back to my roommates because... I don't know. Personally, I do get like a little flustered and I'm not always very comfortable going up to like these macho straight men and getting into who knows, like a physical fight or an altercation of any sort, just trying to like stand up for my rights and like say, don't say that. My roommates are like literal superheroes and they have my back. And if I'm not there, they'll defend me and they'll even if I am there, they'll say like, shut your fucking mouth and like watch what you say. They're awesome. But, like, that right there, that altercation in the bar is toxic masculinity. And I'm not perfect. I probably should have said something. I mean, my glare was better than me not doing anything or mm-hmm. saying, like, no. you're good, you're good. Say oh, I hate you that. Like. Yeah, no. I always try to call out people for when they say that word or just, like, anything that, like, essentially pertains to, like, me being somewhat offended. Like, okay, I'm not going to hiss and, like, whine about every little word, but, like, that's a major one. And, like, I, I don't know. Like, there's things that, like, are not allowed to be said, like, you would you wouldn't say any other slur in that bar, you know, like if Well it was like a country bar, so I'm sure there were lots of other slurs being oof. said that night. I don't approve. Right. But no. like No excuses. Yeah. There's um there like what you were saying no continue. And uh, what were we talking oh, about? Like there is a big stigma now with saying the N word or any other oh, yeah, racial huge. slur I'd say. Um even like slut shaming in terms of like I if like someone calls my friend a bitch or a whore like I'm like watch your fucking mouth like don't talk about her like that right but I I don't know why there's this perception that it's kind of like oh like growing up people were allowed to use gay slurs yeah. like it's not we are like, yeah it's not oh my god when people are always like well why do you get so offended like why just like let it go like I'm like well, no like I don't need to let things go that like are bothering me yeah I've had people been like oh, like, it's just a word, or, like, why do you let it bother you? Like, be the bigger person. Like, I am being the bigger person and letting the other person know that it's wrong to say. Or I am being the bigger person and, like, letting them know that, like, it just is, a, it's offensive. Like, it, that's not me being, like, complaining or being annoying or being, like, offended. Like, I I don't want to say that I'm offended because it's, like, I, like, have to stand I, like, don't let things, like, bother me that often, but, um, like, it's just, like, they're not allowed to say. Yeah. I'm trying to get at. I am going to give myself some, cut myself some slack when I don't always stand up for people saying it, but I'm not going to say that it's okay in the slightest bit, like saying these words and holding on to these stereotypes and, you know, doing these things is the reason that, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of people, little kids across the world are staying in the closet and, you know, like contemplating suicide or like committing suicide and just like hating themselves and in some countries, you know, it's still illegal to be gay. So, like, perpetuating this whole system will never be tolerated. Right. I completely agree. <laughs> there's some talks of things that I, I, I still do, like, stalk my ex. Or there's, like, talks of tendencies of which I'm, like, comparing myself to other people. And, like, that kind of leads into our next topic of just, like, 
social media is so toxic. I will be the first to say, like, I always am there to compare myself. Like, I don't know. Every time I leave that app, I'm like bombarded. I follow gays out there. I follow like shirtless guys, but I always feel shitty about myself because I'm comparing myself or I'm always leave those apps just being like, I need to work out or I need to do this about myself where I'm not where I want to be um, financially or not where I want to be like in my job or whatnot. You know, like you're always constantly doing that whole like, I'm not as good as they are. It's it's the, you're seeing people's highlight reels on Instagram or whatever app you're talking about. And then when you close the app, you live your like realistic life and it's so easy to compare. But yeah, that's like not to focus in on something specific, but like the beauty industry Instagram and all these apps are, you know, perfect for them because you just, oh, yeah. you see ads that are like catered to your Google searches or like there's this whole theory that even what you say, your phone records it and then you get ads that are related to that. But it's like, okay, skincare things or like clothes you want, hair care products, yeah, literally workout everything. equipment. Yeah. It's insane. It's just like crazy. I don't know. There's always these like, Dante and I referring to this one instant Instagram influencer um, I'm not going to say his name. We'll say his name is uh, Couch. Uh, mm-hmm. But like Couch always has the most perfect Instagram and the most perfect like boyfriend and the most perfect like abs and the most perfect workout and the most perfect hair. Like literally everything about this kid is just like flawless. Yeah. And I'm always like, damn, I really want to be Couch right now. <laughs> <sighs> to be Couch for a day. <laughs> no, but like I think we kind of use him. We use Couch as a joke because we both finally come to understand that couch isn't perfect every day (laughs) and um this is hilarious but like yeah we can gain inspiration from couch like couch can motivate us to work out more or whatever but like to be sad because we're not exactly like couch is stupid we're both so awesome how many times do we say couch couch (laughs) that was good but i'm trying to like get at something serious here like I'm sure people, like, this is kind of, not to say, like, we're awesome, but people probably look at us and they're like, damn, Daniel and Dante are so dope. And, like, we deal with our own shit. Oh, constantly. There's so many things that we go through in our day-to-day that obviously not to be like, hey, Instagram, today I felt shitty and I'm depressed. Mm -hmm. You know, like, no one's going to be, like, that brutally honest about themselves. Because, like you said, it is their own highlight reel. It is their best selves. It's the best selfie they took out of a thousand. It's the best view they saw all, I don't know you know it's always the yeah. the one picture is the best thing that they've done that day or what you know what I mean if, or like when I'm, I'm obsessed with food but like if someone posts this amazing meal and I'm like holy cow that looks good I know they don't eat like that every single meal mm-hmm. like that's I guess that's like a dumb example but no it's like so if they post a, a selfie and they look like a, a 12 out of 10 not to like discredit them but they don't look like that all the time so right Everyone has bad days and it's important to realize that and like catch yourself when you're being what a, I mean essentially toxic to yourself like like you're living your own best life everyone has different body types everyone has different hair everyone has different literally everything and that way what that's what makes us unique so I think like you have to realize and kind of pivot and like change that mentality of you know like I'm going to be the best version of myself and if look if getting if getting those abs is what you personally want then go for it, but it's not because like you're comparing yourself to Couch. Good. It's not because I want to look like Couch. Mm-hmm. Like you want to look like Daniel. Like I want to look like myself. But like, you can always like strive for growth and improvement, and like, you know, like muscles, but also like brain and, like, and yeah, and outlook just, on life. Yeah, and it's not all about appearance. Is yeah. what we're trying to get at. It's yeah. like I want to be a great person. Like 
I don't know how Couch interacts with his other people. Like, what if he's a shitty person? I've thought about that. I think that Couch would be so awkward in person. I know. He like, made, Couch made some like, whack-ass TikToks, and I'm like, bro, like if, if I were to show Dante one a, a TikTok, like, let's say I replicated what Couch made, and I showed Dante, like I would hope that he'd be like, delete that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not for you. That looks so weird and so whack. Hold but, your friends accountable. Right, but where's Couch's friends? Like, where are they? Why aren't they telling him to like be yeah. less whack? I think Couch has some fake friends. Couch, Couch, <clears throat> hey Couch, if you're listening, get get better friends, bro. Okay, no more saying the word Couch. One Oops. more time, Couch. Couch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is kind of like not related. But you said something a couple minutes ago. It's like you shouldn't have to like always say like, "Damn, I want Daniel's hair. I want Couch's abs." I want, like, Anthony Porowski's ability to cook. Like, just try and, like, improve yourself or, like, look in the mirror, sit yourself down and find things that are so amazing about you and what make you unique. And that's awesome. Like, I have curly hair and, like, for years of my life, I despised my curly hair. But now I have, like, learned to love it. And, yes, I still, like, fuck with it and I bleach (laughs) it a different color every month, but I still love it. Like, embrace those things about yourself. Because they're what set you apart and make you so awesome and cool. I'm reading a book. Literally, I just started it today. I bought it yesterday, actually. Uh, it's called You Are Awesome. I'm like, like halfway through it already. It's been a few hours since I bought it. But I don't know. I, I just like, I love reading those kind of like self-improvement and self-growth books. Not because I'm like sitting over here being depressed all day. But it's just like, I, I kind of love that whole like different shift of mentality. And like trying to be your better self. Because... I've been like I've been noticing like some tendencies in myself where I'm again constantly comparing or thinking I'm not good enough or just like other like internal struggles that I'm going through and it's important to somewhat self-reflect and I've gone to therapy and I've talked about my struggles and I've talked about a lot of things and that's really what's been helping me recently and talking to my friends and family and whatnot where am I going with this but like I don't know that's how to cope with some thoughts and tendencies you might have mm-hmm. is like to be able to like open up and be vulnerable because I don't know, I guess being vulnerable is something that I admire in other people and is something to be not, I guess you can be proud of like being open and being your true self. Like, I don't need you to tell me like there was a, there was an example in the book where he was talking about like how he didn't feel like good enough in the workplace and how he kept comparing himself to his fellow colleagues and being able to be like, Oh, today I messed up. And like to show that human side of yourself is what makes people like, like you more or Mm -hmm. Like, just being able to be like, oh, today I had a really shitty day. Or today I fucked up. And, like, it kind of makes, like, allows other people to, like, be like, oh, shoot. Like, Dante is just as relatable and, like, is going through these ups and downs as I am. I was going to say, it makes you seem so much, or it doesn't make you seem, it makes you so much more relatable and genuine. And authentic. And, like, all those qualities that people, like, want in their life. Because at the end of the day, like, if, when we all do die, one, like, knock on wood, not hopefully soon, but when people are standing over your grave, they're not going to be like, Daniel had the whitest teeth or Daniel's hair looked great on that Tuesday. They're going to be like, Daniel was a genuine person and Daniel cared for each other, for others. And like things that actually matter are what people are going to talk to you or mm-hmm. talk about you. Like not, he had that giant ass pimple on his forehead for four fucking weeks and could not get rid of it. You know, like that could be, but that's so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm kidding. I've heard that like story analogy thing before about the funeral but it's been a while and I really like that one. Mm-hmm. So do I. Was it in one of the books you're reading? I think it was on TikTok, which oh, is okay. so shitty. No, like every once in a while I see like an actual helpful TikTok. Right. Yeah. 
I, I, yeah. I'm kind of sad now. Wow. No, don't kidding. be sad. What about like how we're going to die eventually? Yeah. Well, I don't live life, breathe there. Somehow we're going to get there. Yeah. I'm and going I'm for s- like 90, 90 something. I know. Poor Prince Philip. He, oh, he almost had a hundred. He almost kept it a hundred. Yeah. Almost. Rest in peace, big guy. I'm just watching the crown. Oh, I finished it. It's super good. Yeah. I need to get on it. Yeah. <laughs> Princess Diana, Queen. I know that's essentially why I started it because yeah. I want to get to Princess Diana. Gay icon for real. Really? We're um, getting off topic. Back to yeah. our toxic. Where are we at now? I, well, toxic tendencies, but just to finish up, because we got on a good wave of like self help books, and like I wanted to run through a few of the other resources. Like you mentioned, you went to therapy. I've been to therapy before. I use the Calm app. Yeah, me Occasionally, too. we have this app called I Am that sends us sporadic affirmations. Like, yeah. I think that app listens to you because I'm like, oh my God, I really want to go work out. And like two hours later, it's like, today you will be athletic and will enjoy getting fit. I'm like, okay, bitch. Like, Enough FBI agent. Literally. So those are just some of the things we use. Yeah. And a bottle of wine doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> a nice, large bottle of red wine. Hopefully less than $5 from Trader Joe's. Yes. Hopefully more than 15%. Oof. Now we're talking about like vodka. Might as well take a shot of vodka and hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, next toxic little part is... I think it'd be fun to talk about um, toxic stereotypes. Okay. Or just like, yeah, these... Yeah, within the gay community especially. Right. There is... I guess like whenever whenever someone thinks of the... I guess at least my, to my parents when they thought of... When I came out to them, they were like, oh, well, are you now going to paint your nails pink? Mm-hmm. And will your voice change? I was like, the f- like, how does that even fucking work? Like, can you? I guess you can change your voice, but like, nor do I think I want to. Like, I'm fine. Like, like whatever, however I sound. But that was like somewhat of a toxic. Like, <clears throat> so gosh, I'm like crying. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just had something in my throat. But like, that's like toxic in itself because I was like, not just because I'm gay doesn't mean that I now will draw my hair out to 55 inches and my nails will be painted pink and that like I will like dress with rainbows everywhere like. Totally I can and I will do whatever the fuck I want, but that's just not what I was going to do. That's exactly. It's like that's the first thing they their mind jumped to when you came out to them. And then those conversations were, you know, toxic stereotypes that they believe of gay men. Mm-hmm. And then they were like so concerned that that was going to become you. My parents kind of did the same thing. They asked that like when I first came out to them, they asked like, oh, well, are you more of like a a giver or a receiver <laughs> like basically asking me if I'm a top or a bottom yeah. before I even knew what I was right but they that was their biggest concern was whether or not I was going to be the more masculine one in the mm-hmm. relationship or the more feminine one and it does not fucking matter yeah which one we are or what it happens like essentially we're like the same like the thing I kept telling my parents when I came out to them was like I'm literally the same Daniel that I was before and I am after like there is no, there's nothing that's gonna completely change. Like now that I'm out, like sure now I can like be more vocal and I do some other things that like I wouldn't have done before, but it's not like my whole freaking personality shifted, a uh, 180. You know. Exactly, and it's not, it's not changing your personality at all. It's just you being able to talk about certain things, mm-hmm. and you know wear certain things. Like I have a shirt with a rainbow on it. I've talked about this shirt before, but like actually being able to wear it. Right. You know, or like I've never painted my nails, but I know lots of people that have, lots of guys that have. Yeah. Even like not all gay, like some of the people I know that have painted their nails have been straight or at least like. I think it's badass. I want to like be able to grow up my. I'm. Dante and I both have habits of biting our nails, 
but that's something that we're both working on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to like paint my nails one day. I think it's kind of dope and like yeah. badass. I don't know. It doesn't have to be black. I'm kind of down for pink. I'm kind of down for. Exactly. I like black. We'll see. We'll, we'll see where we go. Um, even like certain jewelry. Like I'm not a huge piercing guy. I don't have any. But like there's this stereotype that like all gay men have like their nipples and their septum and their you know right. cartilage and their ears pierced and like. And we're making assumptions about like essentially like there's so many gay people out there and there's so many people who identify as essentially whatever they want and that's power to them and we are completely supportive of that but at the same time like these are things that like we've gone through so we're not just saying like we're not saying that oh these are what we think the stereotypes are these are things that we've either been like asked about or you know our parents have said like oh we're fine with you being gay but if you come home with like x y and z it's like don't you know we're trying to break these down and say, like, the color that you paint your nails does not affect your sexuality at all. Mm-hmm. It's two completely right. unrelated things. Right. And I think it's important to, like, break those stereotypes down and to, like, really, like, look at it from, like, an out, like a bigger lens. Because, like, why do we have these stereotypes in place? Like, there's no need to, like, assume anything about anyone. It's just, like, live life. They're, like, ingrained into society. And I don't know where they developed from it's probably been like decades and decades but yeah i agree i remember i took an art class in middle school and i was always self-conscious about being like too good at art because this was obviously before i was out to anyone and it was like i think just about when i was coming to terms with it myself that i was different so one guy even in my art class this was what like seventh or eighth grade asked me like are you gay and i was like what are you talking about no that's so funny you bring up that story because I had an instance in an art class in middle school where I just rem- got reminded of this, but I was like, it was doing this, like, it was during Halloween time and Halloween time, Halloween time. Yeah, but that time of year, I got right. you. And she was like, we were building a, a haunted, ma- haunted mansion and she was like, Daniel, like, why does yours look so good? And I was like, like I don't know, like, I'm just like into it. And she was like, like, are you gay? Like, that makes you gay if you're good at art. And I was like, relax, bitch. Like. Like, what is the correlation? Is Picasso gay? Is Van Gogh gay? Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, just because I'm good at something doesn't mean I'm gay. Yeah. Ugh, what? whatever. They've been trying to bring us down for years. Because we're us. so talented. We're so talented. Uh, but I guess, let's run through, like, I guess if someone hits you with something toxic, like a stereotype or just even a slur, like what mm-hmm. we could do. Yeah, I think it's important just to just, if you're comfortable with it, like address it, like make sure your friends are aware that certain things bother you. You know, like, after I came out to my friends, I, like, set some boundaries. It was, like, things that you guys did in the past were really not okay with me, and I probably should have spoken up to you about it, but I wasn't comfortable then, but now I am. And mm-hmm. it's it's just, like, what things that bother you are just as important as things that might bother them. So just, like, be clear with that and, like, have communication with others. And if someone says something, like, a slur to you on the side of the road or wherever the hell you are, like, if you're comfortable enough with it, like, say something. Like, it's... There's nothing wrong with being confident. Confrontational or, or anything. Right. That's something I'm still even working on. I've told a few of my close friends and family members that like I, I don't feel comfortable with them saying that word or using any other kind of like derogatory words. But something I'm still working on is being comfortable talking to strangers about it and standing up for myself and for my entire community. So I will vow to work on that. And I also think it's important to like address when people are like, oh my God, that's so gay. Or like your shirt looks so gay. It's like, no, like that doesn't make any... F- freaking sense when that is like that doesn't apply to like any situation where something is less than or that shirt is just a little too short or if that shirt is a little too cropped like what like no that guy's wearing pink 
oh, his, her lungs his voice big. is so high pitched. He's so flamboyant. Like, right. These are all negative stereotypes that have been used against us for all of our childhood and for decades before we were even born. Mm-hmm. And I think it's awesome that we're like at that point where we can actively like speak up for ourselves and to like portray like uh, like our opinions and like well, you know you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's been awesome to now like finally be comfortable enough in our own skin. It used to be our worst nightmare before we were out to like get accused of being gay or like to wear something too flamboyant or whatever, or to look like a priss on the baseball field. But now it's like, we can speak up against these things. Yeah, and be our most authentic selves and be the ones that, like, be that change that we want to see in the world, you know? Yes. It's super important. That's what we're committed to here at Versatility. Yeah, so all in all, cut out all that toxic shit in your life. Boys, men, women, culture, whatever the fuck pisses you off. Mm -hmm. Do some yoga, go to therapy, and just be your best self because life is way too goddamn short to fucking dwell on things in the past and to worry about things in the future and to worry about things that are toxic. Oh my God, that was like an amazing quote right there. Yeah, end quote, Daniel Matthews. Write that down. I should put my. I should, we should put that quote on like some like Instagram page and yeah. like, like feed it out to the world. Or like those, you know, those wooden boards like yeah. the, <laughs> the basic engraved. moms will have in their kitchen. Yeah, it's like live, laugh, love. But yeah. then it's also like what I just said. <laughs> Daniel McAvey. Right. All right. Peace out, Girl Scout. Thanks for listening.